Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 38, on a good rule of life in outward matters and on having recourse to God in danger. Christ the Beloved. My son, you should take great care to see that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, outwardly I mean, you are inwardly free and your own master. Be sure that you have the upper hand of everything and not the other way about. You must be the ruler and master of all your actions, not their slave or mercenary. You must not be that, but rather one of God's chosen people, a true son of Abraham, sharing the destiny and the freedom of the sons of God. These take their stand above what is now passing, their gaze fixed on what is eternal. They see not only the passing show of life, but heaven too. Such as these are not attracted by the things of time. Do not feel bound by them. On the contrary, they take these very things to use in serving God. This being the purpose for which he ordained them and set them in their places. For nothing in the whole of creation has been left without its position in the scheme of things by the great craftsman who made all that is. Whatever happens, stand firm, and do not judge things you may see or hear by outward appearances or with a worldly eye. In every instance, go like Moses into the tabernacle, and there ask the Lord to advise you. Now and then you will hear God's answer, and return with fresh knowledge of many things, both present and future. It was when Moses was in doubt, or had some problem to solve, that he had recourse to the tabernacle. He sought the help to be found in prayer, when he found himself beset by danger and the wicked machinations of men. So should you too. Take shelter in the inmost recesses of your heart, and there pray earnestly for God's help. It was because they had not first asked counsel of God, so we read, that Joshua and the children of Israel were tricked by the men of Gabayon. The result was that they were too ready to believe those honeyed speeches of theirs and were taken in by their assumed piety. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the, name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The upper hand in everything. 
What does Thomas Akempis mean, upper hand? Well, he means to be on top. In other words, we should be the masters of a situation, kind of because if, if you're on top, if you have the upper hand, then you can see what's below. It's much better if you're in a wrestling match, for example, to have the upper hand, to be on top. If you're in a contest of strength with someone's hands, you want to be on the pressing down on the other person, your hands. If you are in a battle, if you're in a higher position, and the enemy is having to climb up the hill, it's very difficult for them. You have the upper hand because you can see much more clearly. You have a certain control, a certain vantage point, a certain strength. And that's what we're supposed to have in all the little situations of our life. All of our outward engagements should not be directing us, controlling us, dictating to us, but these things should be somehow freely entered into in freedom with a kind of clear purpose in mind. Take, for example, the internet. Or anything that's compulsive. Take your phones, for example. Are we free in regards to checking our email on our phones? Or is the first thing we do when we wake up, check our phones? Are we constantly checking our phones? Well, if we're waiting for an emergency, maybe that's proper. But it's a question of freedom. Are we in control or are we being controlled? When all of these outward things, we want to be in control. We want to use things, not be used by them. Why? Because everything has its proper place. That's what chastity is, for example. Chastity is about integrating, situating sexuality into the whole of our life, putting it in its proper place. All temperance is this way. And it's based on the fact that God has arranged things in a certain way. And in fact, he's arranged us in a certain way. He's put us in a proper place in relation to other people. That's why last night's reading on self-love and self-will is so important. You and I are parts of a great mystical body. We're part of a plan. God is the craftsman. We're part of a great play or a great work of art. We cannot think of ourselves, for example, in a painting as though we were isolated by ourselves. Our little section of the painting only makes sense in light of a whole. And so what should we do when we get in dangerous situations? What should we do when we're in temptations? Well, we have to look to the craftsman. If he put us here, if he designed us, if he arranged the whole masterpiece, the whole painting, then we have to constantly seek from him what we should do. Now, of course, this analogy limps, as it were. This analogy is imperfect because paintings aren't interactive, generally speaking, as far as I know. They're kind of static in some way. And so 
you don't, it's not really possible usually when a completed work of art for the parts of the painting to keep interacting and changing. But the point is clear. If we could imagine that or skip to another example, think of a play, we're in a great play and a situation's happened, where do we figure out what to do next? Or jump to a sporting event. What does the quarterback often have to do? He's got to go to the sidelines. He's got to get signals from the booth upstairs because they can see what's happening. He's trying to get directions. He's getting the play has to be called in. He's got to know there's five seconds left. What do we do? What play are we going to run? He gets directions from other places. Okay, whatever analogy you want to use, when we are in danger, we have to go to the craftsman. We have to go to God. We have to take shelter in him. The tabernacle that's mentioned here is not the tabernacle of Christians. It's the tabernacle of Jews, the tent, the tent of meeting that had the whole, that had the Ark of the Covenant on top of which was the mercy seat where God dwelt among his people and Moses would go there. And that's what we have in every single Catholic church, the tabernacle, with not just the divine presence, but we also have the humanity of Christ in every church. We have to go and pray to him. And time to time, from time to time, we will hear an answer. From time to time, we will get an even clearer answer. Let us not rely on ourselves. Let us earnestly beg him for help, lest we be deceived by ourselves, by the world around us, and by the devil. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.